What's up, draft fans? This is Matt Miller, lead draft writer at Bleacher Report, sitting in a quiet room with my buddy Connor Rogers in BR New York right after round one, man, and I am gassed. We are cooked, but we could not let the stickies wake up without a round one reaction. Are you right. kidding me? We waited all year for this. We got to do it. We got to do it. And we just, I'm, I, I've been on set for six hours, right? Oh my God, six hours. So we're going to do our best to kind of recap some of the things that stood out to us from round one and just kind of have an open conversation because while we were both on set and studio, we weren't really talking to each other. So there were so many times I like looked at you and wanted to be like, man, this is something we talked about happening, but let's just kick it right off, man. The craziness at the top. There were so many rumors about who the Browns would take. And at the end of the day, they took Baker Mayfield, which is not what we expected. I, I but mean, I was dead wrong. Let me just say that I, I was too. I sat there and, and I know you agreed with me and we were like, hey, well, you, you know, you, last night you were like, listen, I think there's a shot they can go. And I said, I think it's just coming full circle. I think they go Sam Darnold. I think that yeah. makes more sense. And they came out of the gate and yeah. set the tone of this draft with the pick with taking Baker Mayfield. You're right. So last night we were out. Uh, so Wednesday night, you and I go out to have dinner and some beers and I'm getting all these texts and phone calls and I keep going outside and coming back inside. I'm like, man, I think it could be Baker. I really do. And then. Today, I just, you know, like the day of the draft, you kind of sit around and you're like, let me put together everything I've heard. And everything I heard kept saying that it was going to be Sam Darnold. And even people in the league were texting being like, man, we're hearing Baker too, but there's no way. Like, there's no way. It has to be Sam Darnold. So they shocked everyone, I think. I think they shocked Sam Darnold. So, but before we got to do this and we had like a couple minutes out of the studio, it's been a long day, buddy. Yeah, I been- mean, we had, we talked to Josh Rosen. Before God, that was the, today. Before the draft, and then we did the draft for, you know, six hours live, which everyone that tuned in, thank you so much. We yeah. had a blast. And then um, I stepped out, and I got to watch, you know, the Sam Darnold, po- like, the interview right after with Dion. And he, they asked him about it, and he was like, it, it, he was shocked. But he's like, it is what it is, and I'm happy to be in the NFL with the New York Jets. And I'm How happy games. are you that he is a New York Jet? Because Josh Rosen was your guy. Yes, but I also go into this with the realness that I don't evaluate their character as closely as teams do. This is a New York Jets team that's worked years to build the right culture with the pick yeah. of Leonard Williams. Now, you could say what you want about Darren Lee, but he's beloved by the coaching staff in the locker room. And Jamal Adams who is an all-world person. And Marcus May. And Marcus May. And when you look at Sam Darnold, they are ecstatic to get this guy because they feel like he is the definition He was of the top player on their board. First one in, last one out, yeah. and this team will die for him. They will absolutely adore him. And he's 20 years old. He's only going to get better. And I think they saw some Jared Goff in him, not in, in play style, but in how you can build a team around him and what he can become because he is still growing and learning the position. So I know that like you, you had probably had your heart set on Josh Rosen. I'm just happy that they didn't draft Baker Mayfield at three. Cause I didn't want to have to shave my head. I Well, there's that of course too. And I had started to become a over these coming days that I'd become a little skeptical of the fit with Baker with the jets. Uh, it was I, something you and I talked a lot about off the s- podcast. Honestly scared is the way I should yeah. be honest with it. I, it just scared me. It scared me a lot. And also, I Matt, like, let's be realistic. I never, ever thought in a million years this could happen. It was Sam Darnold no, wearing a New York Jets I, uniform. I mean, when you and I were running scenarios, I would, and I mean, I got tipped off to the possibility that this would happen. And it was just like, there's no way. Like, how lucky could the Jets be to have the top player at the position they need most fall to them? It seemed unrealistic with 
And, and every the people would say, oh, no, no, the Giants love Darnold. They would take him. And they didn't. And it, it just fell to a perfect spot. So you're happy because your team now has a, a very good quarterback. Our buddy Chris Sims uh, just trashed the Cleveland Browns for he hated getting it. Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. And I get his points, honestly. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be a good quarterback, and I think Denzel Ward's going to be a very, very good cornerback. Yeah. I just, man, I don't know. How do you pass on Bradley Chubb? It kills I don't know. Me. It I don't know how you do it. Me. Now, Browns fans, because a lot of Browns fans listen to this show, and we've explained to them, like, this is when you're going to turn around. I think you are. I think the team is. Yeah, and I, I think one thing that I will say, like, John Dorsey prioritizes positions really well, and corner and quarterback are two of the most important positions, obviously. And it, this means they must really like Emmanuel Ogba at one defensive end spot. Totally. Or they like the depth of the edges in this class. Like, you could still get Sam Hubbard at 33 or Harold 35. Landry. Harold Landry. So he's still available. And you uh, kind of reported during our, our live stream tonight that it's back and shoulder issues. Yeah, a couple uh, couple physicals did not come up well for him. And that's why I got like that go. still on the board. That's why Maurice Hurst is still on the board. My question for you is, what kind of influence did Scott McLuhan or the people around John Dorsey have that Baker Mayfield was the number one? I think role? a lot. Me I think too. McLuhan I had a huge influence in this because... It, it, he, before he signed on there as a consultant, he was out in the media saying, I love Baker Mayfield. This is my guy. And McLuhan has such a great reputation in the league that he probably has some sway there. I think so. I'm excited to see if it works. Me too, because this was a ballsy, ballsy oh pick. God, Not just at one, at four, because I think Denzel Ward's going to be good. I just cannot believe they yep. passed Bradley Chubb. In a draft that had five quarterbacks taken in the first round, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield to be... Not just a starter, but a very good one. And just to cover this quickly, too, as well, it's fascinating. We've said it for so long how much the Giants love Saquon Barkley. Matt, I know you know you just got out of the studio, but I'd had a little time. It sounds like when Mayfield was the selection at one, Gettleman didn't even pick up the phone of the offers that came in at number yeah. two. And they must have been big because Sam Darnold was available. No, I'm sure they were. The big. Giants did the Jets a gigantic favor. I know they, they didn't intend absolutely to. Absolutely did. I mean, a almost franchise changing yeah. favor. Yeah, and I, I mean, everyone knows we've been talking about Saquon to the Giants for three months. So there's nothing new that we can tell you. Congrats, you got the best player in the draft. The two picks that I think surprised me most were Bradley Chubb to Denver, where I had heard that they had an, an offer. Buffalo was trying to come up to get Josh Allen at five. And the Broncos were going to do it until Bradley Chubb fell. They were and then shocked. they said, no way, we're taking this guy. And I love Quentin Nelson to the Colts. It just makes so much sense for them. And, and you got to protect Andrew Luck. So two picks that, it's funny, like in hindsight, it's like, yeah, I can't believe we never ran that scenario. But I don't think either of us thought that the Browns would pass on those two players. And the Colts can go into this day two coming up with a they million own. picks to get a running back for Darius Geis is there. Carryon Johnson's there. Rashad Penny's not. Oh my god! Unbelievable, unbelievable. So let me—I'll tell you guys a little story about this behind the scenes. The guys were shooting a grading video, and and if you watch the stream, I'm off to the side of the set in my own corner with my own camera that they pan to every now and then, and I tell the guys the picks. And our producer Matt Canvasser is messaging me, and you know they're in my ear as well with the IFB, and he says Penny, and I go, excuse me, and. He doesn't answer, and I start panicking. I go, Rashad Penny? And he goes, yeah. And I go, got picked in the first round by Seattle. And they're like, Rashad <laughs> Penny is the pick. Like, you can either believe oh, it or not, but God. you got to tell the guys. I mean, let's just, 
I don't fucking know. What the fuck? No idea. And listen, I know people, Rashad Penny can be productive, but there's so many other things wrong with this pick. Number one, he's yeah. not even, for me, was not a top five no, running back. he wasn't for me either. No. And I know, again, our guy Chris Sims liked him. I don't. I, I just think he's like a one-speed dude who had questionable vision and was really, really helped by his scheme. And beside the fact that you have so many other needs than a running back. How's a running back going to help that offensive line or that secondary that's now old as shit? Here's how you know. Chris liked him more than almost anyone, and Chris gave the pick a D-. minus. Yeah. Because the value, I just cannot believe this. With Taven Bryan on the board, there's all so many good players. Take Darius, guys. Yeah. I just, it was stunning. And I'm sorry, Seattle fans, if you hate us right now, but we did not like this pick. Here's how you know it's draft week, man. It is 12.38 a.m. when we're recording this, and someone's calling me. I mean, it's never going to stop. It never stops. Me and Matt are sitting in BR New York City. It's almost 1 a.m. right now for us doing the show. I mean, and we're going to, we're going to, Mellow's flying in and we're going to recap. We're going to recap day two. All three of us are going to be running the show. I mean, obviously, we're going to be on live video for every round. Yeah. What was your favorite non New York Jets pick? Um, Ooh, that's a great question. Think about it. We should talk about the Niners pick because people expect that from me. And we did Mock Draft Monday last week, and you did Mike McGlinchey to the Niners. And people kind of raised their eyebrows. Yeah, and I even did a little, because I was like, man. But then once I got here, and you and I started talking about why it makes sense in the future of the team, and and then I heard that Trent Brown came in at almost 400 pounds at minicamp. Oh, my God. And he's coming off a of shoulder surgery, and he's out of shape. And I think they looked at it and went, okay, see you, man. Let's, you're out. I mean, how could you not? And I think Oakland would have taken Mike McGlinchey at 10 if the Niners hadn't at 9. I know they traded back to 15 and they got their guy in Colton Miller, which is a whole nother question. But I like this for the Niners. I think McGlinchey's a scheme fit. He can play left tackle in two years. I talked to someone from the team tonight. They feel that way that, yeah, in two years, he's going to replace Joe Staley and play left tackle and can be a good one. Not just, uh, oh, it's solid, but yeah. like a pretty good left tackle. Now, they were very high on him. No secret. Yeah, and, and they were like, "Screw it, we don't care where we're picking. This is what." And you know, I respect the teams that went out and got protection for their young quarterbacks, especially with the Colts finally getting luck help. So, to answer your question, Matt, of favorite picks, I had to scroll back through the draft because it's just been a whirlwind. I absolutely love the Bears saying, "We don't care what anyone thinks." Roquan Smith at eight. This guy's yep. a superstar. The other one that I really liked, and no shit, stick to football fans. Frank Ragno to the Lions at twenty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was so excited. I think I saw Mello tweet that that was a, a mock draft Monday pick last week. Oh wow! I think he we, I think he made that pick. We had a couple. I mean, Evans went to Tennessee. Yeah, uh, Van Der Esch to Dallas. McGlinchey obviously to the Niners. Yeah. So there were a lot of of things that, and uh, uh, my final mock sucked so bad because you just you can't keep up with everything and like little inside baseball. Like I have to file that thing so early. So that they can build like a graphics plan around it and get our social team on it. So it's hard to like, I can't update it with everything that I'm hearing like up to the minute. So um, I, I'm sure I'm going to get made fun of for it. But no, I mean, it, that's how it goes, though, because so much stuff comes in late. It's been a whirlwind of a day. Like we woke up and me and you had been taking calls from teams and texting with teams and hearing all kinds of different things. And, and you're not going to change your mock draft by then. It's too late. No, you can't. Yeah. So, so. And also what's legit and what's not gets really crazy really fast. Yeah. Some guys fell tonight that I think we were surprised by. Um, yeah, Derwin James falling to 
the Chargers is a great spot for him, but I'm surprised he fell that far. Um, and I was really surprised that Vita Vea went 12 and Jerome Payne went 13. Vea uh, going top 15 was always, I always knew it was a possibility, but my goodness, I don't, I don't know about Jerome Payne at 13. I can't believe what the Saints gave up to get Davenport. Oh, that, that It's one thing if you take him. It's another thing when you give up next year's first. And the trade values this year were really favorable. Yeah, so they're was, the, I think they're the only team that gave up a future first to move up. Arizona, and I have to touch on this, Arizona gave up barely anything to go 15-10 to 10 to get my top quarterback in the draft and Josh Rosen. Now I'm terrified of the fit because you got to protect the guy. Yeah, and they can't. So I hope he gets to sit before, you know, they got to make sure they have the protection there for him. But I love the value. Arizona just went up and got their guy, and they did not give up much at all. Miami's probably sitting there like, well, shit. I mean, you got Mika Fitzpatrick, Miami, which is a fantastic pick. Yeah. But one pick away from Rosen. So. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot going on, um, and it is tough to like. I mean, I'm scrolling back now, and I'm like, oh, I forgot that pick happened. You know, Green Bay being uh, smart about moving back and still getting Jair Alexander. We saw a run on interior offensive linemen, Frank Ragno, Billy Price, uh, and Isaiah Wynn went within four picks uh, right there to kick off the 20s. I still say, like, the Terrell Edmonds pick, I don't understand. I was shocked. I had him ranked 99th overall. Uh, coming off pretty an injury, close to you there. Coming off an injury, and he's like a box safety. I just, I, I don't know. I, and I don't even think it was a huge need for them after they just picked up Morgan Burnett in free agency. I had him 85th, and it was my last third-round grade. Okay. I had a third-round grade on him as well. So, I mean, yeah. me and you saw eye to eye on that one. The one pick that, and the Raiders fans I know are very upset with it, and I get your pain. I don't understand Colton Miller this early. It's just too hot. I had him at 32. Okay. So to go 15 was pretty dang early, especially with, I, I still think Connor Williams is better. And I know Colton Miller's upside is fantastic, and he's a great athlete, but man, the tape is really bad at times. I mean, he's one of the guys that was getting Josh Rosen killed. Right. There's just no way around it. Yeah, so I, I my oldest brother's a Raiders fan, so sorry, Mike. I hope this works out for you guys. You need offensive line help, but I, I just felt like Colt Miller was a, a bit of a reach at I this will point. say me and you like more picks, like majority of the picks yeah. this year. I, and people were giving me shit in the Facebook stream because I was being too nice as a grader and stuff, but I really liked a lot of the picks. Like I liked DJ Moore to Carolina. New, Eng- New England did great. New England did eyes. really well. Getting, getting Isaiah Wynn and then Sony Michelle is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, those are just, I, I love Isaiah Wynn. And then uh, Sonny Michelle at the end of round one, sure. Um, one thing I did call just in the completely wrong place was Lamar Jackson of Baltimore. Yeah, well, I think everybody thought it would happen at 18. Exactly. And yeah. great job by them for coming back in to get him. Yeah, I mean, they got Hayden Hurst and Lamar Jackson, so you got the future of your offense there, which is going to be exciting. Um, I, I'm I'm still a little skeptical of Lamar Jackson, but the quarterbacks, I mean, I had five quarterbacks uh, he was my fifth quarterback, and he came off as the fifth one. So it's a it's a good spot for him. All right, Matt. Well, we recapped round one pretty quickly, even though a lot went on. But we got to talk about what people should be looking forward to to today when they're listening to the yeah. show for rounds two and three. A lot of good players still on the board. Who is at the top for you right now? Yeah, a lot of good players still on the board. At the top for me is Connor Williams, and I, I think he'll hear his name called very early tonight. It, it could be the Cleveland at 33. It really could be. Uh, some teams see him as a guard. Some see him as a tackle. I'm a little surprised that he slipped this far because we did see a run on linemen. Harold Landry's still out there, like we talked about. There's some medical issues. And then Josh Jackson, 
apparently that four five four forty really hurt him because he's still floating out there as well. And I've heard some concerns that uh, people wonder, you know, how is he going to be backpedaling at the next level? And I, I know Sims and you brought it up on the desk about man to man coverage. So yeah, maybe just too scheme specific. But it is a surprise that he's on the board going into day two. Yeah, and I, I think just play him in off coverage, and he's yeah. going to be able to succeed. So it. The draft order, so many trades tonight, so we did see a shakeup. But, I mean, we go Browns, Giants, Browns, then the Colts twice. And the Colts got Quentin Nelson tonight, by the way. I think they could get an edge rusher, and they could get a running back if that's the direction they want to go. Landry and guys. I, and, like, that's how our board would say. I, I still think both those guys are going to fall a little bit more. I agree. Especially knowing how Ballard, uh, Hogan, and Dodds operate. Yeah, I'd be very surprised to see them take those those guys. Just yeah. being honest with you there. Yeah, and it is it's going to be wild tomorrow because there are still some round one caliber players. But one thing that I, they kept flashing my like best player available graphic, and it was like, man, there aren't many top thirty two guys still left on the board. It would be Connor Williams, Harold Landry, Josh Jackson, James Daniels, Isaiah Oliver. I mean, it, a lot of it's not much. A lot of the top thirty two guys came off tonight, so. That's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm interested to see where Mason Rudolph ends up tomorrow. Same. I mean, does he go to New England with that pick that they got back from Jimmy Garoppolo? It's uh, It'll be pick 11 tomorrow night. And we got to see um, where Luke Falk goes, Kyle yeah. Aletta. So some quarterback action tomorrow. That's going to be really interesting. There's a lot left to play out. Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez is still on the board. Still on the board. I think that is a perfect pick for the Giants. Oh, my God. 34. Yeah, it would be. There you go. I think they won't go James Daniels because they kind of just let a, a center like him walk yeah. in free agency in Richburg. I think it would be Will Hernandez. So, so that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Sam Hubbard's out there. Some good receivers. Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, DJ yes. Chark, uh, Mike Gusecki, Dallas Goddard. Two good safeties in Justin Reed and Jesse Bates. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Th- those are the names that I circle, you know, looking at who's going to come off the board really quick. Yeah, and it's well. I also love the fact that like teams have all day tomorrow to sit and think. Like, we have a guy that we really like on the board. Let's try to get up to thirty three. There's almost always a trade to start the second round. It feels like I'm going to put you on the spot here. Say the Browns stay at thirty three. Who do they take, or who should they? They should take Connor Williams. I agree because I think he can play tackle. And Joe Thomas just retired, so let's do it. Just plug him in. I think he would be just fine. And you're going to have a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who's going to move around a lot now. That's so weird to say that the Browns have a quarterback named Baker Mayfield, but put Connor Williams on his blind side and let them grow up together because you are going to have a scheme where you're you're going to move the pocket and you need a left tackle who's athletic and could shut things down on the backside. And I think Connor can do that. Do you like the dynamic of Todd Haley and Baker Mayfield together? No, I think they'll kill each other. Me too. But I, I don't think Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson are long for that job. Good point. I would, I mean, like you need someone smart in there, but you need someone who's going to be I, not like a calming presence. But Todd Haley's crazy. He's absolutely nuts. And I know he and we, Baker should not drink together. Big Ben that. was very tired of him by the end of yeah. that. So, all right. When you look at it right now, what's the name that you think we're going to hear on day two that really just has gotten, you'd be shot. It's a, just like not a lot of buzz, not really a day two household name. Are there any guys out there that you're looking at that are like, Man, I think teams have been calling me about these players, and I think they're going to find their way in. Yeah, I mean, Breland Speaks is definitely one, a guy who I was actually kind of low on compared to a lot of people I talked to around the league. I think he could definitely get in there. I mean, really good athlete uh, coming out of Ole Miss, but it just uh, sometimes the tape wasn't there. So he's he's a guy that I would, would peg as, like you said, someone who 
because teams were asking about him, could go higher than I expected. And now we got the Josh Sweat watch. It will be on as well on day yeah, two. And, and, and with Maurice a lot, of, a lot of injury guys. Yes. Medical injury. Related. Yep. Yeah. It, it is, you know, we're going to say those names a lot tomorrow night. I'm sure they're going to flash on the board. Uh, every time, you know, best player available. Harold Landry's still sitting out there, and it's all injury-related. It's not about play. It's just, man, teams get get scared about this stuff. What's, uh, you know, looking down the board, I'm just putting, it's it's funny. It's a good time for me to put my co-host on the spot nonstop, one in the morning. <laughs> What's the one team that you think has to make up some ground here on day two that you came out around one and you're just like, man, I, I don't love it right now? I think Oakland, and they pick ninth tonight. They they have to make up some ground, and, and I, I think they... They went with a projection guy in Colt Miller. I think now you got to get somebody who can just come in and kick some ass and play right away. Totally. Probably on defense. You know, I, I still think Malik Jefferson's a really good fit for them um, it, and could help shore up some of the problems they have in the middle of the field. Um, so that would be a team that I think has to, that really needs to make up some ground. But man, it, and I, as we're sitting here, I just got a text that, yeah, Harold Landry could fall to late too. Man. So the, the medical concerns are very real. Yeah, they really very are. Very real. Um, your Jets don't do anything tomorrow. My Niners don't pick until way late. Not until 27th overall. Uh, round three for the Jets. So 72nd overall. Yeah. So we're going to, they'll be, they'll be on the clock after round two pretty quickly. Going to be interesting to see what they do. Man, there's just, the quarterback action will be kind of boring tomorrow to be transparent. Yeah. The running back action will be pretty fun because carry on Johnson, Darius guys, uh, maybe we get Nick Chubb and Royce Freeman sightings in round three. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. Um, and carry on Johnson as well. Yeah. I really still like him. Um, I, I liked all those guys a lot more than Rashad Penny. And and I will say that totally the cool. Seahawks are being laughed at by the rest of the NFL yes. right now. I got a text that said, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. And they're very respected. So it's like, it, it's just, it's really insane to see. I can't figure it out. There was, there was, we went over it. There was some bad picks around one that really got to be corrected. And, you know, obviously Oakland, the one good thing is they did take a flyer on Martavis Bryant for a third round pick. Oh, I love that. I trade. love that a lot. Yeah. I think that's one of those things where you look at how they're lining up now with Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson, Martavis Bryant. It's like, all right, John Gruden knows what he wants. They're going to be, that passing attack can be very, very good but they still have some work left to do. Yeah, they really do. And I'm excited to see what the Colts do tomorrow because they, they do have uh, they have three picks in round two. Yeah. And they got Quentin Nelson, who, by the way, is like an all-pro caliber left guard to protect Andrew Luck. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, the Patriots uh, got a couple picks tomorrow, and I thought they had a really good round one with Isaiah Wynn and Sonny Michelle. Like, it's just kind of a no-bullshit first round. I can't wait. I, I'm so excited that I'm going to read it now, but we will answer it tomorrow because we need Mello to be here. Without even asking, Richard Royal, one of our favorite listeners, sent us a question. Of course he did. Which is just awesome. He goes, impressed by the ability of Matt and Connor to not take a leak for the better part of four hours. Serious bladder control. I struggled to manage two hours. Hashtag just the tip. How do they do so it, So here's Mello? the truth. I sat down on set at what time? Seven. Oh, I, I, you guys are in. We're all set by 720. Okay, I still haven't peed. Dude, I'm worried about you. Which now I have to because I'm thinking about it. I know, it. now I'm like worried about you. And we're also in a room that's like four by four feet. But I do this every year. I just lock in yeah. and I forget. Oh, when when they went and got in my ear uh, on pick 15, we're like, hey guys, we're not going to cut the stream in half this year. I was like, oh no. But then eventually you forget. You do, yeah. It's just like on like a long road trip where you're like, you know what? I'm going to try to get like another hour in before I take a yeah. break. So, uh, which 
I'm legendary for doing that on like road trips. You know, I'll be like, I'm driving home from Indianapolis and I'll make it in like an amount of time that's not mathematically possible because I just won't stop. I'm excited for Mello's hashtag just the tip how to survive the NFL draft in New York City. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. He was uh, he was pretty active on the old Twitter. Oh, he was killing it. He was giving me so much shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing the mat drinking game. So bet update killed some people. I keep my hair. You do keep your hair. Mr. Mello has to get a tattoo. Boy, and it came down to the wire for a little he bit. He was getting a little cocky. I had like, I was almost fell on the floor this morning, and I know it, it's not a funny topic in general, but about the Josh Allen tweets being per- tactically linked yeah. leaked when Mello was like, This wasn't <laughs> this me. Wasn't me. <laughs> I almost I almost died from that because hey, came pretty close, Mello, but no cigar. Yeah, so close. But you do gonna, get to keep your hair. And I get that's what matters is that I won both stick to football bets. I did bet that's on it. Sam Darnold going first overall and lost that money. But I'm happy because the Jets got him. So it's what's that? It's just money. Yeah. I didn't see the Matt drinking game. Yeah, there was something where well, you said you couldn't curse. You can't oh, yeah. say fuck on the on the show. Which, man, it's tough up there. It really is. So if you guys missed it. We are on Facebook Live. We are on a live stream on YouTube. We are on a live stream at the top of the BR app for every single round of this draft. Tomorrow night, Matt is going to do round two with Sims and Lefko, and I will be in there as well. He'll do round three. Sims will step off. And then day number three, Saturday, the long one. It's me and you, baby. Rounds four to seven, me and you, brother. It's going to be, be a lot of fun. fun. And and tonight, like for people who didn't get a chance to watch, like you, you should check it out because it is more of like what you get from us. It's free-flowing. No commercial breaks, and we're talking about every pick. Before the picks come in, we're talking about who it could be, what we're hearing. Um, probably the first 15 picks, I felt like I was, like, dialed in. Oh, you were get, you were nailing everyone. It's yeah. my job to tell you guys the picks, and you beat me <laughs> half the time. I, man, it was just the right string of people hitting me up and letting me know what was happening. And then it, I think then the crazies, like, just came out, and, and uh, no one knew what was happening. And what a wild day one it was. It was a ton of fun. We're going to be doing this again after rounds two and three, although Mello will be joining. Oh, my God, good, because we need, uh, we need, I need the some, energy. I need, we need some help. The energy. I hope he comes in carrying a fucking queso natty. And oh, We're having beers for tomorrow. We have to. Me and you need a recovery day because uh, last night, you, Whiskey Dan. Wednesday night got a little hot. Crew. Wicked crew after Keens. So I did one too many shots. Yeah, well, you you can't. So Matt came to my my spot. I'm a regular at near BR, and I I know the bartender very well. And he's uh, he's from Ireland, so Jameson is is on the house at all times. And Matt found out the hard way that yeah, you gotta walk away. Sometimes you gotta walk away. Yeah. Are there any tweets that you sent in the last year that you would like to retweet verbally right now and remind people how smart we are? Because that's all anyone's doing on Twitter. Right no. Now. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a break from that. I'd rather actually go to sleep after this. Sam, I got to get something to eat and I'm going to sleep immediately. All right, buddy. So tomorrow we'll be back with a recap of rounds two and three. Lots to talk about, but definitely on Facebook or YouTube or in the BR app. Hop in there tomorrow night. Hang out with us.